0: Hi pet business owners, I hope you are doing well today or this evening, whenever you're listening to this. I want to tell you that there are some amazing webinars and workshops happening soon. One is an AI webinar, it's going to really help you figure out how to use AI to help you with your business and marketing. So there is also some webinars on creating a social media strategy, as well as really getting your video marketing on point so that you can post videos and have them really impact you and your clients in positive and powerful ways as well as help you get more clients. So if you're interested, go ahead and go to the show notes page, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 130. That's the number 130. And you can find out more about those webinars and workshops. So today's episode is different from the others. On today's episode, I am interviewed on Jill Sutton's podcast, which is called Living Her Legacy. And it is a podcast for moms, especially moms who are struggling with balancing life and kids and work and all of that. Now, even if you're not a mom, and I am not a mom. I'm the mom of a dog, cats, chickens. (laughs) I am the aunt of lots of nieces and nephews, but I am not a mom of human children. And still, I am on this podcast, and this episode on Jill's podcast has helped moms because here's the thing. Moms have to juggle things just like business owners do. So even if you're not a mom, this episode can help you. And I want to encourage you to listen to it from that perspective, to really think about how can I take what I'm learning, even though this is directed at moms, you know, to be able to have better relationships with their kids, to set boundaries, to really do belief busting, all the things that moms need to do in order to be better moms, right? And to really have their lives be congruent with the kind of life that they want to create. It's the same with business owners. And especially pet business owners, because those of us that are pet business owners are caretakers by nature. And so, because of that, that means that we have to be like ninja warrior people in terms of setting boundaries. It is especially important. And so, here is my episode. Again, I was interviewed on Jill Sutton's podcast, Living Her Legacy. And again, even if you're not a mom, you may be able to get something really important from this interview. And if you're not a woman, you know, let's say you're a dad or you don't have kids and you are a man or you identify as a man. So in that case, you still can get something from this. So I invite you to sit back, relax, or put on your earbuds and go for a walk Whatever you like to do when you're listening to this podcast, and I hope you enjoy this interview that Jill Sutton did with me on her podcast, Living Her Legacy. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side of this episode.
1: Hello, I'm Jill Sutton, and welcome to Living Her Legacy, a podcast that features heart-to-heart conversations between mamas who are navigating everything that changes after having children. Right now, let's give ourselves grace to change, to let go of what no longer serves us, and unapologetically take up space. This knowing and owning our self-worth is the key to living a fulfilled life, our best life. Don't just leave a legacy, live one. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you for joining. I'm really happy to be here, Jill. I'm excited for our conversation today. Me too. I would love for you to just introduce yourself to the audience and let them know who you are and maybe what you're about or where you're from, any kind of those questions that get people to know you a little bit better.
0: Absolutely. So I am a holistic business and life coach. So I use both my intuition and gut instinct and logical of practical brain. Um, I use both of those when I'm working with my coaching clients. And I've been coaching since the year 2000. So I've coached thousands of business owners from all over the world. And what I'm doing currently is in addition to coaching and leading workshops and webinars is I have a podcast called Business Pathfinder, which is coaching sessions on the podcast. So I have people who apply from all over the world, business owners typically, sometimes not. Um, and if I feel like their challenge or issue will be a good fit for the podcast, they'll still, you know, get on. And, uh, I feel like that's a lot of value for listeners because business owners not only have a business, but they need a life. And so being able to have both of those is really important. So, yeah, so that has been out for three months, that podcast, and it's gaining a lot of traction and just hit 2.5%, the top 2.5% in podcasts.
1: Oh, that's Um, great.
0: So, yeah, it's really, really um, feels really gratifying because it took about a year to create that podcast and record the initial 25 coaching clients. And what I think is very different from even the coaching podcast that might be out there is that I purposely don't know very much about the coaching client or their Mm. challenge. My podcast team goes through that and they they actually pick the clients that they think could be a good fit for the podcast. And Mm. terms of their challenge. And then I, they tell me and then I say yes or no. So at that point, I only usually know their name, you know, kind of a general idea of their challenge and Mm -hmm. what they do for a living. Um, And so it really is some of the clients I know I've worked with before, so I'm clear on who they are, but most of them I've never Mm -hmm. met. And so I feel like there's something really leveling about me not knowing too much about them and what they're going through and their biggest challenge that they really want to work through in the podcast. And they are feeling very vulnerable about being on the podcast and sharing their challenge. They don't know what's going to come out, what they're going to say. And most of the sessions are really unfiltered. We don't do very much editing because we purposefully like listeners to be able to be in the session that is sometimes imperfect. You know, there are pauses um, that allow for the soul to emerge. It's like a lot of times people are really digging deep in these sessions. And I'm digging deep too, trying to help the path be clear in terms of where I think they should go next. It doesn't necessarily mean that they will do that. But I'm offering that as a suggestion. And so within 45 minutes, you know, we go from them kind of throwing down this challenge, which is like this, almost like a a net that is um, naughty Mm -hmm. and hard to unravel. And then together, we're unraveling it in the session. And so listeners really hear that unraveling. And I've heard from a lot of listeners that that Unraveling can be incredibly helpful because a lot of business owners feel like they need to have the answers. Mm -hmm. You know, they see these Instagram influencers who are hotshot business people or boss babes. You know, I say that in quotes, but it's like there's so much of the mentality of I've got it all together in business, but really. Most people who start a business have no idea what they're doing, even if they've gone to business school. Mm
1: -hmm. It's one
0: thing to learn it in our mind. It's another thing to actually implement it in our business Mm -hmm. while we're running our lives. So that's a little bit about what I do and how I do it.
1: That's awesome! Congratulations on your podcast. That's really Thank exciting, yeah. and I can see how that could be really helpful for people to kind of watch someone else go through a transformation and be able to kind of liken it to themselves. Um, and I do also agree with you on hearing, you know, yeah, you see a lot of the boss babes and and that have, that have kind of made it right. Those they're, they're kind of up there and. Um, it actually reminds me, I read a book, uh, I was actually looking up her name, Lindsay Teague Moreno, and her book is called boss up. And mm-hmm. she talks a lot in the book about being more, um, transparent mm-hmm. about your struggles and how that actually creates a, a stronger pull towards you, a stronger, um, mm-hmm community where they feel like they know you more and that you're willing to kind of share some of the struggles of Um, being a business owner or being successful or things like that. And I think uh, that's where people really can feel more relatable other than, like you said, you see kind of these boss babes up there and they're, it's unattainable. It feels unattainable. That's right. They're on a pedestal
0: and Mm -hmm. it's hard for us you know, as mortal humans to get up there and in some ways, I wonder, you know, how actually, um, how well they're doing, like, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of people portray as if they're doing great on social media, and then you'll hear that they've committed suicide or something. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry to bring up such a challenging topic, but that's kind of the dichotomy that we're dealing with when it comes to social media. And so to put it out there that life is hard or even to talk about the prior struggles mm-hmm. i think can be really valuable for business owners and just people in general yeah. because we're all doing the best we can with what mm-hmm. we have and we're learning from each other you know i learn a lot from my coaching clients mm-hmm. who come in and throw this you know this naughty net, you know, that's just like hard to unravel. I learn a lot from them. Mm -hmm. And then sharing what they're dealing with. It's powerful. Yeah. You know, and I never know Mm -hmm. where, you know, I have an idea at the beginning, and they do too, where we think we're going to end up. But it is rarely that like, Mm -hmm. I am often surprised. And part of that is letting go You know, there's something really powerful about realizing, you know, maybe I don't have all the answers, but maybe the inner wisdom does that I can Mm -hmm. draw upon. And the intuitive hits that I get, I'm not saying just me, but us as a collective, you know, we have that innate wisdom Mm -hmm. inside of ourselves. And if we take a moment to just check in you know, how does my body feel in relation to this challenge? Mm-hmm. How does my body feel in relation to where I'm saying I want to go? Do I feel tense when I think about that? Well, that might be a clue, but maybe that's not exactly where you want to go. You now, it's about listening to the heart. It's about listening to the, the body as a whole. And that's why You know, I call myself a holistic business coach because it's not just about the linear process. It's really about deep listening to all Mm -hmm. parts of ourselves that can really lead us in the right direction if we're willing to listen. And sometimes it takes an outer source, right, to be able to offer that perspective because you know us trying to do it on our own isn't always going to give us the answers that we need sometimes we need to bounce it off someone else
1: yeah, yeah. i agree i definitely feel like you know the population that i serve with this podcast is that mama population and a lot of mm-hmm. them are go through such transitions with um like you said kind of that letting go like uh, mm-hmm. you know there's a, a huge life change that happens and then oh you're one person, you know, one day, and then you're a mom the next day, and and you wrestle with kind of your new identity, and and maybe not identity is maybe not the right word for that, but your new role and how that is going to take part of your life.
0: Yeah, I actually love that you said new identity. Because I do think whenever we make a big change in our life, or have a transformation and going from being without kids to having a child, that is a huge transformation. Huge. As well as being single and going to being married, as well as, you know, doing something in our work and then changing it entirely and, and creating something new, like all of those can create a new identity that leads to, Who am I now? Mm -hmm. I don't know who I am. And that can feel very challenging Mm -hmm. and scary. You know, a lot of moms that I work with, they, it's kind of like business owners. They Mm -hmm. are looking at these influencer moms thinking I should be like that. But really, it's like, no, you should be like you, you know, that child has you as a mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're trying to be something you're not, kids can smell that from a mile away, right? They feel inauthenticity mm-hmm. at a very deep level. They are tuned in. And so I think bringing it back to that vulnerability within the new identity and really giving ourselves a lot of mercy Mm -hmm. and grace within that Mm -hmm. new identity, whatever it may be, whether we're a new mom, a new business owner, whether we have a new job and we're like, imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what Mm -hmm. am I doing here? I have no idea what I'm doing, you know? A lot of my coaching clients and it's, it's like having that mercy, having that grace, having that, You know, gentleness and that kind inner parent that can come and really nurture us in the face of us nurturing a child, nurturing a business, taking a leap of faith in our life, whatever we're doing. Yeah. And so that it really is the new identity is a transformation. We've gone from one part of being something. And then creating something totally mm-hmm, new mm-hmm, or stepping mm-hmm. into something totally new.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And when we're yeah. there, we don't know where we're going. It has never happened before in our lives. We may see people that are doing that, that have mm-hmm. been moms mm-hmm. before and we feel like they're doing it the way we would like to do it. But yeah, you know, It's like doing something new and almost being blind in a way, right? Having that tapping stick and like, does this feel right? Does this feel right? You know, we're just in some ways making it up as we go, Mm -hmm. you know, and trying to do the best we can.
1: Yeah. And I definitely feel like that's not something that is really talked about amongst you know new parents and there is a lot of guilt feeling where you're like i'm not measuring up to what i see on social media i'm not how is she able to do that how does she keep her house clean how does she run that business and you know she's got a three-month-old at home you know and we have all these you know comparisons uh when we kind of see that and like you said the best parent for that child or a mother for that child is you like yes. you need to be yourself you need to not be somebody else and trying to trying to fill you know a void that you might feel
0: yeah and you know because kids are so tuned in so tapped in to the feeling world mm-hmm. they feel love at a deep level like and we did too at a time, you know, when yeah. we were very, very young. And we can go back to that, you know, as parents, right? We get to experience that. But the thing is, is that if if a new mom is really giving that child love with her fullest heart, mm-hmm. she's like a rock star. Mm-hmm you know, and if that child is three years old, or five years old, and her house is a mess, but she is giving that child like the fullest love that she has to give. Mm-hmm. That's a rockstar mom.
1: Yeah, it's gonna, gonna look different like, for everybody.
0: That's right. And that's a barometer there, mm-hmm. right. And yes, you know, there's something about having a clean home so that, you know, the kid is safe and, you know, right. But if we're doing it for others, other adults, let's say, that's not what, you know, what is important. What's most important is the love that's being Mm -hmm. shown. That's being freely and, you know, unconditionally given. Yeah. And if the, you know, desire to be perfect is getting in the way of that love, that perfection needs to be looked at rather than, you know, trying to do better.
1: Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. How can you tell me how you got into coaching? What was it that kind of brought you into it?
0: Yeah, so, you know, much of my work has been very organic in a lot of ways and has been from really surprising circumstances mm-hmm. in some ways, and also listening deeply to my clients when they're asking me for something. And a few of them are asking. So going back to coaching, I I had a pet sitting and dog walking business that I started in my mid uh, 20s. And, you know, I had never known what I wanted to do with my life and had tried different things, nothing felt right. And I ended up, be, you know, becoming a, a business owner, kind of accidentally mm-hmm. in some ways, but, but beautifully, perfectly in some other ways, right. And by perfect, I mean, just synchronicity, you know, mm-hmm. the, syn- the perfection of synchronicity that can happen when we're open and willing to say yes to our mm-hmm. biggest dreams, right. Mm-hmm. So I became a business owner. And when I so I started that in 1995. And then in the year 2000, I had someone um, I live part time in California, and I had someone in New York, contact me and say, I found your pet care website. I have a pet sitting business, you look like you're very successful, would you be willing to coach me? Hmm. And I said, yes, even though i wow. never coached anyone before. Um, i had helped my friends, you know, that were starting businesses, but, you know, it was just mm-hmm. to help them. And so I helped her for three months. I coached her and she had a big transformation in her business that other pet care providers saw. Mm. They actually witnessed it. They saw her getting, you know, bigger and bigger and, you know, more profitable and all of that very quickly. And so yeah. they asked her like how did you do it? And she said, "Well, Kristen helped me." And so then I had all these east coast coaching clients. You know, I'm a west coast girl. Yeah. And uh I'm working with all these New Yorkers and it was absolutely fantastic and fun and and wonderful. And then they told their friends and family members and then it kind of spread, you know, across wow. the country and so it was very organic, and, yeah, and yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing when I said yes, but I knew that I knew how to run a successful business. And I felt like I could be a good teacher for that, because I had done it. Mm-hmm. And I had gone from never being a business owner to, you know, five years later, being a fairly successful business owner. So if I could just teach what I had learned through, you know falling on my face numerous times, making lots of mistakes, hiring really awful people, and then Mm. needing to fire them and, you know, Mm -hmm. never having been a boss, but having to learn how to, how to hire good people, and then gradually learning that skill, because it is a learned skill. It's not like this inherent skill that we might have, the hiring skill. Um, I was able to, to teach that to her. And then to others. And um, so fast forward to today, I coach all types of business owners. And I I have a podcast that I started seven years ago called Prosperous Pet Business. And that is also, you know, me coaching business owners on that podcast, but it's pet business owners. (laughs) So if there are new moms, or even, you know, moms that have been around the block for a while, who are interested in starting a pet business or really any kind of business you know mm-hmm. one of those podcasts can be a nice way to kind of you know dip your toe in to really hear what it's like running mm-hmm. a business the mm-hmm. true authentic uh business owner life
1: yeah-hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been lucky to have a few entrepreneurs on that own their own business and start a business and it's um it's really interesting to hear like you know it's it's glamorized in some regard but it's also like you know the pros and cons of being able to kind of have your own schedule a little bit and have you know get out of that 9 to 5 is really you know dream a lot of I think People have, and I think a lot of moms or parents after they have kids kind of realize, I want something different in my life. Like I, I don't oh, yeah. want to be held to this nine to five. I want to stay home longer with my baby, you know. And like mm-hmm. they kind of have this this desire to like maybe form something. Do you ever work with people that haven't started a business yet, or are you mostly no. with established businesses?
0: No, I I work often with people who haven't started a business that are thinking about a certain type of business, or they're getting ready to create this certain type of business, and they're not quite sure what the next steps are in order to create it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a couple words of wisdom that I have for moms that are thinking about starting a business are, um, it's going to be important If you're getting into a business because you want to create certain hours or only work certain hours, it's going to be really important to stick to that. Because if you give clients the opportunity to pick your hours, they're going to probably pick the hours that aren't going to work for you as a business owner. And so what I see with a lot of business owners, including moms who got into business because They wanted to choose their Mm -hmm, own mm -hmm. hours, their own working hours. Um, What they'll do is they'll give clients free reign or the clients will say, hey, can you do this one time at this time? I need this urgently. And then they'll do that. And then, you know, once they let go of that time boundary, then it's kind of a, it can become kind of a free for all. And it's really important to create that sacredness in terms of, time mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. what can happen is the very reason that you decided to start your business, which was to create the hours that you wanted, is now you not having what you initially wanted and then you're scratching your head going, you know why why is my business not working? Well it's mm-hmm. not working because you didn't abide by those sacred time boundaries. Yeah, that are important for you as a mom, that are important for you, for your kids, that are important for your well-being. Like I see this a lot with people who decide to implement an exercise program, let's say, and they have a Pilates class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday at a certain time. And a client will want that time, let's say on Wednesday. Yeah, And they'll give it to the client And then suddenly the Pilates, because they're out of that routine, will fall by the wayside or whatever it is that has been what they've needed to do for their well-being. And so it's so important to have the items that are most important, whether that be, you know, connecting with kids, connecting with ourselves to have that be as important as a Mm -hmm. new client call, right? Or, or a connection with a new client or onboarding a new client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's something that I see a lot happen. And also the other thing is expecting a new baby business to support them. Like, you wouldn't expect your infant to support you. You know, that would be ridiculous, right? Right. So in the same way, it's like, don't quit your day job Mm -hmm. or whatever kind of job you have before you have something else, before your business is self-supporting. right? So that may mean that you're, you know, doing double time Mm -hmm. and this would not work for new moms, right? They wouldn't be able to do both. But this might be somebody that has kids that are in school. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you could do your business as a side hustle, you know, start there. And then as it gains momentum and starts to be able to be a transitional financial bridge then it might be time to go from working 5 days a week in your regular job to 3 days to 1 day mm-hmm. you know which is what i did when i created my business i was able to transition that not everybody can do that though but yeah. the most important thing is to not put all your eggs in one basket in terms of forcing your business to support you or giving yourself a year like i'm going to you know have my business be successful in a year Sometimes it can take two or three years to actually have that business gain traction. And if you're feeling that financial stress, that's going to be perhaps as stressful as working a job that is, you know, Mm -hmm. perhaps not the hours that you want to work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually recently heard, and I'm trying to remember the source or where I heard it from, but I mean, it's probably more like common business knowledge, but I am not a business major, but um, it does take about two to three years, usually for a business mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. get itself off the ground and be close to self sustainable. And so that's right. I think there's a lot of um, desperation when someone starts something, wanting it yeah. to work and it, and it, yeah. Like you said, kind of puts all the eggs in one basket. And that's, that's hard to put that much pressure on something to succeed when it's what the only thing you're counting right. on.
0: Yeah. It's like looking at a, a sproutling that you've put in the ground and saying, grow, grow, grow. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, you're putting, you know, you're giving it fertilizer and water. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why aren't you growing faster? Well, A plant can only grow as fast as it can. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do all the right things as a business owner. But still, sometimes what is most necessary is the the snowball, you Mm -hmm. know, of clients or customers, and then them telling people, and then them telling people, you know, there's power in that, in word of mouth. And that can be the most trustworthy type of referral, you know, than getting really good at social media marketing, which, you know, would be great if you're a business owner and will Mm -hmm. definitely benefit you or hiring somebody to do that. But still, it can cost a lot of money to Mm -hmm. do the social media marketing. Whereas if you have, you know, one Client who absolutely adores working with you, or one customer who loves your product, if they can be a marketing stream for you mm-hmm. because they're so happy and they love yeah. it so much, then they could, you know, it be an influencer in terms of ten people that otherwise wouldn't know about you and your business. So you know that's really, especially if you're um, dealing with like a shoestring budget, yeah. That's really where you you will want to put your initial attention in terms of gaining more clients is looking at the clients and the customers Mm -hmm, that you currently mm -hmm. have and who absolutely raves about you and what you offer, right? And really, you know, teaming up with them and saying, "Would you be willing to tell?" 10 of your friends about this, or would you post this on Nextdoor? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, in mm-hmm, the United mm-hmm. States, we have we have a website called Nextdoor, which can be a powerful resource. Yeah. And when a client or customer posts there on Nextdoor, you can get so many clients or customers so quickly mm-hmm. because of that. It has yeah. to be an authentic post, right? People feel that just like kids can feel love. Hmm. You know and authenticity. So can people on Nextdoor and other, you know, so forms of social media. So it's really important to have the customers and clients really be the ones who are tooting the horn. You know, of, mm-hmm. of your business, mm-hmm. they they can generate results more than you know anything can.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um let's I wanted to ask you because I know you have a whole variety of clients but what would be maybe one of your favorite things working with the mama population?
0: Yeah. So I mean I love like work life balance because mm-hmm. that can be such a charged issue with moms mm-hmm. who are trying to work maybe it's not even that they have a business. I work with a lot of people who don't have businesses who are working and they have kids and mm-hmm. they are really stressed out. So, you know, burnout mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. I mean, I hate that people go through it. Yeah. But yeah. I love helping people untangle that and really looking at that from a lot of different angles. And it really does start with ourselves. And where have we not given ourselves what we need, right? And it doesn't have to be like this huge long list. It can start with something small that, you know, we do every day. You know, that powerful habit of self-care yeah. can really build upon that small habit can build and have a ripple effect. And kids are witnessing the way their moms are taking care of themselves or not. And they are going to emulate that as they get older because we take on what we witness from our role models. And you know, one of the beliefs that I had as a new business owner is something that I witnessed my dad doing which was he worked all the time Mm -hmm. he was super stressed all the time and he was you know just the only time that he would ever rest would be falling down in exhaustion on the bed yeah (laughs) and so my belief we make up beliefs as a result of what we witness others our role models going through right it may Mm -hmm. even be like you know it's not a conscious thing usually but it's what we make up like i made up that making money is hard mm. and that was my belief as a business owner and that i look around at the business owners i know when i'm in my mid 20s starting a business and i see either business owners who have time but not a lot of customers or clients and they're totally mm-hmm. stressed about mm-hmm. you know finances Or they have a lot of customers or clients, but they're totally stressed because they don't have any time. Mm -hmm. And so I had no role model for both time and money. What does that look like? But what was underneath that? Like I couldn't even really deal with creating a business that gave me both time and money if I had this underlying belief that making money is hard. That was really driving the show for me as well as this real need to compulsively overwork Mm. because I saw overworking. Well, society really like portrays that, right? Yes. You know, the refrain (laughs) is I'm so busy, right? You ask somebody how they're doing. They don't Mm -hmm. say I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling glad. They say I'm so busy, Mm -hmm. They're so disconnected from their feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I had to look at, okay, there's no one that I can see that, you know, is embodying time and money in my reality. But that's a desire for me. And so I had to dig deep and look at, well, what's the root of not giving myself time and money. Mm -hmm. And I had to really realize it's You know, and through journal writing and really introspection, I really looked at, oh, I had this dad that worked all the time, that compulsively overworked. And so I intuitively and instinctually took that on as a way of being. And if I'm not questioning a way of being, there is no way for me to get out of that way of being. I am trapped in the prison of that way of being because I am not looking at it. And so I began to look at it, and that was hard. Mm -hmm. It's like, I love my dad. You know, when we're having to look at, you know, our parent may be making a mistake. That's hard to look at if we love that parent, right? And care Mm -hmm. about that parent. But people are imperfect. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, being a human being is an imperfect opportunity, right? (laughs) Right out of the gate. Like the moment we're born, we're imperfect. And, you know, that continues until we're dead, you know. So welcome to being a human being. We're imperfect. Mm So what I began doing is really looking at this belief that I had created, which was making money is hard. And then where did that originate from? It originated from witnessing my dad working all the time. So I had to pull it out like a crusty old carrot. You know, out of the ground from the depths of my being, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. old, gnarly, roots are coming out. You know, it is not a pretty thing. I would never want to eat this carrot, you know. It is like, ugh, yeah. 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 But that's that's what we have to do. We have to pull it out by the root. Where did this belief originate? And so I realized, oh, it came from my dad. Well, is that the life I want to live is that the kind of business I want to run. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. how can I then turn it on its side? That belief needs to be something different for me. I am not my dad, and so I flipped it on its side. You know, making money is easy, and that felt like a mm. total lie. And it was a lie because that right. was not my reality. Mm-hmm. But okay. Could it be true? And has it been true at certain times in my life? Maybe not all the time. And I could see that there were times in my business where making money had been easy. And how can I then create more of those times? Hmm. And what does making money is easy look for me going forward? So it's not just creating this affirmation. That's kind of the first step after getting in touch with the belief. But it's like, okay, I began saying making money is easy. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a post it note and I put it on my bathroom mirror and I put it on my dashboard in my car. I began saying it to myself. But an affirmation will not get you there in and of itself. It is a starting point. Mm -hmm. What needs to happen is taking action Mm -hmm. as a result of that. And not only outer action, if you're really working with a belief that is deep within you it's doing the inner work too. So, you know, every morning I was journaling. I was doing morning pages, which is from The Artist's Way. Uh, Not a business book per se, but I've learned a lot about business from The Artist's Way. It's a 12-week program within the book. And one of the weeks is writing morning pages. And it's three pages of writing without editing, Without critiquing, without even reading it when you're done, except later on, a few days later or even a year later. But it's like taking out the trash, right? And so I began taking out the trash with my beliefs and really looking at how this belief had shown up in my life and the grief that had been caused as a result of making money is hard. You know, all the opportunities that I had had for connection. For relationships, you know, at that point I hadn't really been dating much and just the sadness around that, like how much of my life I had missed because that belief had been at play and really running the show in not only my business, but in my life. And so, you know, in a, in tandem with doing the inner work, I was also doing the outer work, which was, you know, really writing like a three year plan of what. You know, making money as easy would look like at the end of those three years. And for me, it was perhaps very different than from listeners because everyone is so different. But for me, it was really okay, I want to have hired this many people. Yeah. You know, I want to have managers who are running my business. I eventually want to be able to travel for months at a time while my business runs. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I lived in Bali for six months, one year, and then three months, another year, I lived in India for a few months. Um, And I was able to travel and live in other countries while my business ran. Mm -hmm. And that was a vision for me, it may not be a vision for listeners, or for some, it may be. But, you know, really, it's very personal. Yeah, It's like a personal experience of what does flipping that belief on its side look for you once you get to that belief, whatever belief you made about business or life. And, you know, one of the beliefs that I made when I was dating was because I had been in long-term relationships, but I had never been married up until that time was, or even at that time was, I'm too old to be married. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that was a Mm -hmm. deep held belief. And a lot of society was reflecting that. And so if I had really believed that belief, and, you know, it was a prison that wasn't allowing me to get out and make a transformation in my life. Like the walls were thick. And I had to really look at well, where did that belief originate? Well, a lot of that was societal belief, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that was within me too. Yeah. And so I flipping it on its side was, I'm the perfect age to get married. And that actually felt truer because I had had this really rich, full life mm-hmm. as a single person. And I really felt ready to have a transformation in my life by meeting and marrying the man who is now my husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I love you kind of outline some of these steps as far as like identifying the false belief, creating a new affirmation and then yeah. taking action. And some of the action was journaling. Yep. And some of it was writing out three-year plan or your, just I think you know just your desires or your dreams for what you Mm -hmm. want it to look like Mm -hmm. Um, I what was I going to ask you now I was going to have a question oh do you have any type of tool or activity where someone can maybe start to identify some of those false beliefs because I do think sometimes we don't see them when they're Mm -hmm. right in front of us Mm -hmm. and I'm going to Again, just back to being a parent and like, I feel like I am relearning so much now that I'm teaching my kids and I'm faced with like, why am I frustrated about the situation? Like, what is it that that is getting me upset? it's not the kid, like the kid's going to act the way they're going to act, but like, you know, I'm having to kind of do some of these deep dives myself. And thankfully, like, you know, I've been doing therapy for a while now. So I kind of get to go through this with a third person, like you said, or a third party person. And, um, but is there another way or is there, you know, what would be the best method, I guess, for someone to maybe kind of start to identify some of these false beliefs in their life?
0: Well, There are two things. um, And they're both free resources that I offer. So one of them is listening to the Business Pathfinder podcast, because I work with some people Mm -hmm. on their limiting beliefs that they've had. Yeah. And so that can be an opportunity for them to be able to really begin to identify through, you know, really hearing others Mm -hmm. doing that process, they may have inner ah ahas. So that's one thing that they may want to do is listen to some of those coaching sessions that are both life and business, usually in the Mm -hmm, same session. mm -hmm. The other thing is I have a goal setting workbook and that is on my site. It's a free resource. um, And it's titled create your best year yet. Um, And so that can be something that though it doesn't have specifically ways to identify beliefs, it does have like, what are the factors that are keeping me from what I want to create, you know, that can Mm -hmm, help mm -hmm. kind of trigger what may be in the way and maybe roadblocks to actually creating the life that, you know, you say you want to create, right. And, you know, what I've noticed can be one of the hardest questions that I realize this in my life, but also in working with my coaching clients on the podcast and outside of the podcast is the question of what do i want what do i want mm-hmm. because a lot of what can come up is like can i give that to myself oh my gosh that you know feels like impossible you know all our voices can come in mm-hmm. and so what can be a powerful exercise is you know, asking ourselves in journal writing, you know, here's what I want. And then just bullet points, you know, work, life, family, finances, home, animals, you know, what do you want? What Hmm. do you want? And then And I get chills actually when I think about that because it can be so triggering for so many people. You Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. it seems like a wonderful, light, breezy question, but you know, if you're digging deep into the heart of what you want, it can bring up a lot of resistance. And so then, like, what is getting in the way of these things? Mm -hmm. Well, it might be money, it might be time, but you know, get more specific, you know. So, for money, it might be I am not making enough money. I am living paycheck to paycheck. You know, okay, so that can be something to work on. You know, then you're looking at, well, how much do I need to bring in each month? How much am I actually bringing in each month? Where is that, you know, gap? Okay, that's a starting point. I need to make this much more each month, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order to begin to get out of scarcity. And you know, going back to what you said which was like why am i frustrated with my kids and really i love that you're doing that deep dive mm-hmm. within yourself. Like you're you're doing the work, which is so fantastic and i'm so happy for, you know, everyone within your circle because we teach others how to treat us. And we do Mm -hmm. that by treating ourselves with love and care. Mm -hmm. And so by you actually doing that work, you're giving yourself that love and care and you're enabling Mm -hmm. that, you know, to everyone in your sphere of influence, including your kids, your partner, all of that. But what I wanted to say is something about the frustration. Like if we find ourselves getting overly frustrated by something, whatever it may be. An important thing to look at is if it's hysterical, it's historical. So if we're being hysterical, I say that in quotes, but if mm-hmm. we're like, ah, if we fly off the handle, if we're like, yeah. like if what happened and our reaction to it is like, if our reaction is so much bigger than the incident, then it's probably historical, which means it's something from the past, perhaps from our childhood. And so what we can say is, like, I'm thinking about you. So you have something that your kid does, okay, and you feel frustrated. So what you might want to say is, like, where have I experienced this frustration in the past? hmm that has nothing to do with my kid. And where does this show up in my life currently? Or where has this shown up in my past? Whether it's in your childhood or, you know, some other time that has nothing to do with your child. And that can be a really powerful dig into the historical part. And that will then begin to dismantle the hysteria. And by hysteria, I mean like deep-seated frustration,
1: mm-hmm. anger perhaps, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, upset. overreaction. Overreaction,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Super powerful. And it's it can be hard to do in that moment. But sometimes if we can begin to do it after the fact, mm-hmm. the more we can do it after the fact, like, Oh, if it's hysterical, it's historical. Like just saying that, okay, where did this, like, where did I feel this in my past? Mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with, let's say my child or my work or this person in my life who is upsetting me so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where have I experienced this in the past? And then we can begin to pull out that carrot, right. that old knobby belief <laughs> that, you know, that until we pull it out and really examine it from all sides, we won't really be able to move beyond it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very powerful. I love that. Kristen, where can people find you?
0: So they can go to my website, um, which is Kristen Morrison.com. And it's with, my name is with two eyes. A lot of people put that E in there, but it's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-Morson.com. Mm-hmm. and also business pathfinders, my podcast. I'm on in- Instagram at coach Kristen Morrison. I'm also business pathfinder podcast on Instagram. And if they're interested in starting a pet business, they can listen to Prosperous Pet Business. That podcast has been around for seven years, going strong. And, uh, you know, if if there are people that want to apply to be coached on my podcast, I do that for free as an opportunity to really be able to work with people who are listening to the podcast that are really Mm -hmm. struggling. And so not only will you who are applying and get to be coached on the podcast, get help. That's my intention that you actually walk away with action steps and, you know, clear goals and feeling lighter and freer is what a lot Mm -hmm. of people say after the sessions. And that's also one of my intentions. Um, But it also helps listeners at a really deep level. So, you know, not only will you be helping yourself, but you'll be helping listeners and we can when we can have Things that we do in our life be a win win. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. You know yeah. It not only when it not only can help us, but it can help others. That's amazing, and you're yeah. doing that right with this podcast. It's probably helping you. You're probably learning mm-hmm. a lot, but you are doing so much for moms out there mm-hmm. by offering these episodes where they can feel like they are seen and heard. that is a huge gift that you are giving your listeners.
1: Thank you. I definitely appreciate your offer too for that, for just being able to work on your podcast with you. I think that'd be great. So I will be linking all of that in the show notes so people can find you. And if they want to apply to be on your podcast, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned, I just, I heard you mention it earlier. I didn't Mm want to leave them out that you do offer some workshops. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about any of those?
0: Yeah, so I have, like, in um, a few weeks, I have a mid-year goal setting workshop, which is, it's, you know, people often set goals at the beginning of the year, and then they just go by the wayside. This is an opportunity to revisit those goals that perhaps you had at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and really look at, you know, what what you want to create going forward, and how you can actually achieve that. So, you know, that may or may not be available when people are listening, but, um, I also have social media workshops. So I do both business workshops and, um, personal growth workshops. And so the others that are coming up this year in 2023 have to do with social media. It's, you know, how to use pay-per-click and, um, Google ads to grow your business. Um, How to market your business using social media, how to create social media strategy, um, using AI to grow Mm -hmm, your business. mm -hmm. That's another one. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then I will have, you know, at the beginning of every year, I have a goal setting workshop. And it's very, um, the personal growth workshops, especially, are very interactive. It's an opportunity for people to meet other business owners in small breakout groups, as well as, you know, the larger group, oftentimes, there's an opportunity to get a business buddy Mm -hmm. within the group Mm -hmm. so that you have accountability, you know, going forward. So it's not just doing the workshop and not having that. Um, That's, that doesn't happen with the business workshops, per se. Mm -hmm. But it does happen with the personal growth workshops, because I find those need a lot of support you know beyond
1: yeah yeah yeah. excellent well thank you so much today for coming on the podcast and sharing that with us I really appreciate you
0: Oh, oh thank you so much I really appreciate you too and and the important work you're doing here on this podcast thank you thank you Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I want to thank Jill Sutton for allowing me to release this episode that she did with me on her podcast on this one. It means a lot to me. And I hope that you were helped by it, that it gave you some perspective, some ideas, maybe even some ah ahas that you may be able to take forward with you as you run your business and live your life, whether you're a mom or not. Also, I want to let you know and remind you that there are some amazing webinars and workshops coming up. So if you haven't yet checked the webinars and workshops page, I want to encourage you to do that there are very low cost webinars, especially when you book the early bird option, which is, you know, as soon as it gets placed on the website, you have an opportunity to get it at the very lowest price, and to grab your seat, grab your spot and get in. So Going forward, there are going to be webinars on creating a social media strategy. There's a webinar on how to create your video marketing. And that's very important in this day and age. A lot of people are really interested in videos. They're interested in creating videos and potential clients are interested in finding out more about service providers from watching videos. So you can learn more about how to create videos that have impact and actually will help you with your bottom line profit. In addition to that, there is an AI webinar that I am so excited about. It has never been offered before on my website. And to my audience of you listeners, coaching clients, and book readers. So if you would like to find out more about those webinars and workshops, as well as workshops I haven't even spoken about yet that are now on the website, you can find out more by going to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 130. That is the number 130. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 130. I hope you have such a beautiful day or evening. Whenever you're listening to this, however you're listening to this, and wherever you're at in the world, take good care. Bye.
2: Did you know that in addition to coaching pet business owners on this podcast, Kristen Morrison also offers private one-on-one business and life coaching sessions, as well as group online classes. Kristen's rapid fire private coaching sessions will help you get the answers to your most important business and life questions. Rapid fire sessions are 25 or 50 minutes. If you have one or two specific questions or business issues, this is a fast way to get you pointed in the right direction. Kristen also offers best year yet coaching to help you create an empowering roadmap of 10 business or life goals for the next 12 months. You'll learn how to set powerful monthly and weekly action steps to keep you on track to accomplish even your biggest goals. You can start best year yet coaching at any time of the year. The Best Year Yet starter package includes a two-hour private coaching session with Kristen and goal-setting and tracking software to help you stay on top of your goals all year long. Or if you'd like to book a vacation and experience a day of private coaching, you can take your business and life to the next level with an immersive coaching experience when you book a VIP coaching day with Kristen Morrison in either California or Hawaii. When you book a VIP coaching day, you'll receive customized business and life coaching with Kristen as your guide. You'll also learn what you need to find and hire great staff or attract profitable clients or customers, or both. With a VIP coaching day, you'll receive a full day of customized coaching to help you get unstuck in your business and your life. Plus a lot more. If you'd like to spend a full day with Kristen and learn how to leap over your roadblocks and create systems and strategies that enable you to work on your business instead of in your business, the VIP Coaching Day is for you. In addition to private coaching, Kristen teaches live webinars and online workshops. These classes enable you to watch, listen, and learn from wherever you're at in the world. If you're not able to attend the live class date, simply sign up and you'll automatically receive the recording the day after the class. New webinars and workshops are added to the website monthly. The VIP coaching days, private coaching sessions, and monthly group classes give you many options to take your business and life to a new level of growth, satisfaction, and profitability. To find out more, go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow. That's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow. Or go to this episode's show notes page to find out more about Kristen's private coaching and online classes to begin transforming your pet business or personal life right now. To find out more, go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow.
1: Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.